Hi, my name is Ozzy Jurok. I'm the publisher of this fine, great, magnificent new book called Real Estate Action 2.0. I live, eat, breathe, and sleep real estate. I think through real estate we can really make a major change in our lives and grow into our own future best. And that's why I sort of put together 45 movers and shakers, people that really did something unusual taught us something and can bring some value to you as an individual. And so we have in it, we have a young lady that took a single family house purchase in Phoenix and parlayed that into becoming the third largest land condo owner in Phoenix with some 4,000 units. We have a Georgia award winning builder that has built some 12,000 properties throughout British Columbia, Alberta and Phoenix. And in fact, he won Georgia awards uh, in British Columbia for it as well. And we have some unique people that have a uh, trade exchange, for instance, where you can trade real estate for other goods and services. But most importantly, today I have the privilege of talking to Brad Norman. And Brad Norman is in a field that is a very unique field, and that is the field of U.S. tax liens, of foreclosures, and the exciting world of auctions. So Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into that business. Sure, thanks for having me, Ozzy. Um, I've been involved in real estate for around 15 years now. Um, and I started in um, commercial real estate by accident, really. I had a uh, security installation company and I needed a warehouse for my business. So I bought that warehouse and realized I could divide it into two um, and then became a landlord. I had one side of it for myself and the other side uh, to rent out as a landlord. Um, and then over a period of time of running my electrical contracting business, I started going to auctions and buying other bits of property just for fun, really, as a, as a hobby. I like the auction buzz of the auction and, and the, the, the high tempo heart rate of trying to, trying to win a property. And, um, and it was after about, I guess, 10 years of doing that, I sat down with my accountant once, and even though my security company was doing really well, lots of staff, I was doing seven days a week, lots and lots of hours, and he said, Brad, you're actually making more money out of your property portfolio, and you're not doing hardly any work. So why are you running this big business? And, and it was kind of at that stage, I, it kind of a bulb went off and went, yeah, I need to get out of this business and, 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 and do what I enjoy and do what I like, which is, which is buying properties, uh, refurbishing them, flipping them, and, and, and that, kind of, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, it's so true. We have a real estate action group, and which you're a part yeah. too, a, a major important part. And people in there find that the real estate that they buy and put their business into that real estate, their warehouse or their office building, makes them more money yeah. than actually the business that's in it. So you got excited though about the buzz of tax liens and auctions and yeah. sales in the United States primarily. Yeah, so when I, when I was doing the auctions in England, I, found, I, found, I stumbled across um, US auctions and uh, mainly government auctions. They're not bank foreclosures, but uh, US government auctions, which is tax deeds and tax liens. And also there's other as IRS and US, US Marshals, but I decided to stick with the tax deeds and liens. And what I liked about that was it, it wasn't down to the bank trying to get their mortgage money back, it was back down to the US government just trying to get their tax revenue back from an empty or abandoned property. Um, so I went, to the, I went to America, did some training, and started attending auctions. Uh, the first couple of auctions I didn't buy nothing from. Um, but then uh, when I finally moved to uh, Canada, where we live now, I started looking at auctions in Washington State, and I picked up my first uh, property for $6,000 in back taxes, <laughs> which is compared to London and uh, Vancouver. Uh, was, was, I couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, for some of the listeners uh, that watch the show, you're very familiar with sort of liens and deeds. And yeah. What is that, a tax deeds and a lien, and then how does it get to the auction process? So 
uh, the states are, are split up in two. So some states are tax liens and some, ta some states are tax deeds. So a tax deed is where the, the, the county will hold the debt for a oh. period of like three to four years, depending on the county or the state will. And then what they would do, they will, after the four year period, they will foreclose on the property for taxes owed and then they will sell it at a county auction. So that's, that's how a tax deed is. A tax lien is slightly different where the county will sell the, the, the kind of debt, the debt certificate, which is a tax lien on the property after the first year, and it's down to the investor to hold that, that debt for the period that they stay. So it could be one so year, So that could years. be the owner can repossess the property if he pays the investor off? Is that how yes, it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically what happens, the, the state will uh, have a percentage that they would charge interest on. And every state's different. Some are 12, some are 15, Texas is 25%. Mm -hmm. So if the, if the owner wants to redeem their property within that period that the, that the law says, um, they have to pay what you bid at auction plus the percentage that the state the state will say. So whatever the municipality has on properties that they owe money on, they bring it to some sort of an auction? That's right. Some of them I understand it's right at the courthouse steps. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. So when I was buying in England, it was normally put on by a big company, it was yeah. in a hotel, yeah. and it's very hard because they're trying to get the price up as high as they can. Yeah. Where when it's done by the, uh, the counties that I've seen in, in America, they're not interested. They're looking at the clock going, is it near 12 o'clock? <laughs> we just want our tax revenue. Yeah. And um, I bought numbers of properties where well, I couldn't yeah. believe how cheap I was getting them for just because of the uh, taxes owed. The interesting thing is also that you really have to know what you're doing because, you know, some, some counties, they want cash and others want the cashier's check and that's right. or so much down or something like that. Really. Yeah, that's right. So we, each county has its own, its own rules and you need to make sure them rules uh, are followed in yeah. the way of if, it's a, if they take a business check, cashier's mm -hmm. check, or cash, um, you need to know all that information before you go. Uh, one of the um, things we, I was talking about earlier is you need to make sure that your bank is in that state. <laughs> so I went to a, a quick story here. I went to Indiana and I looked at uh, around 350 properties over four days yeah. and I had a whole list of properties I wanted to buy and the auction yeah. was the next day. So I went, that's great. I'm now going to go to Bank of America and get yeah. my cashier's checks. So where's Bank of America? There's not one in Indiana. <laughs> There's not one bank. And I said, this is Bank of America. So I had to mad dash and open another bank account and wire the money across. So, yeah, yeah lots of different, lots of different rules. Well, that's and that's so un, so different than Canada. In Canada, we have five banks with a thousand branches, and in the states, you have a thousand banks, almost literally, with yeah. one branch, right? Yeah, so, but the whole, that's the whole idea actually in the book, and that's what I like about your chapter. I yeah. mean, you know, first of all, really a good-looking picture. <laughs> I mean, you know, does it really look like this? But. He's got it explained in great details because, look, what we want to do in life, we want to learn from, from our mistakes. But what we really should learn from is other people's mistakes. So what are some of the mistakes people make in the tax lien business? I've seen, I've seen lots of things happen. Um, one of them, I'll, I'll talk about mine first, was a mistake I made on this, on this beach bungalow I bought. Um, just kind of being a bit greedy, really. The, I bought the house for $6,000 in <laughs> December. So cheap. It was assessed at around $100,000 fixed up. Um, in January, I got offered um, $27,000 for it. So I would have made $20,000 cash without doing any work, but I stuck to my guns. I was like, no, no, I want more money. It's worth $100,000. This was me being an Uber, you know, you know, going after the most amount of money. So I spent six to seven months dealing with different contractors yeah. and headaches and, and, and refurbishing it. Yeah. And once it was done, it looked fantastic. Yeah. And it, it did sell in three days and it sold for $99,000. But guess how much I made? 
You can get kind of twenty thousand dollars. So sometimes the best thing is that first profit and yeah. go on to different things because that's what you're doing. You identify the opportunity to begin with, and that's where the work is. Yes, right. I mean, I happen to know that personally. You travel all over the place, and yeah. for every deal you get, you probably make what five offers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What are some of the other things people should watch out for? Well, I've noticed a lot of people uh, when they go to the auctions, they they do their research mainly from the internet. So the, the common mistake is they'll, they'll look at a list and they'll go on Google and they'll look at the house and go, oh, the house looks great. You know, mm -hmm. I've been to a, I was in an Osh a Washington State auction about two years ago, and I was amazed by these two people bidding this property up. They were going crazy. It was it was assessed to like thirty thousand dollars, and it, it went to like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I was like. Are these guys nuts? Mm -hmm. So when I spoke to them afterwards, I said, oh, well done for buying the property. What's your plan with it? They said, oh, we're going to rent it out. You know, it's a great property. I said, have you been there? They went, no, no, no. We just, we looked it on Google and it looks great. I said, there's nothing there. It's burnt down. It's just a piece of land. And then they started panicking. Yeah. And they went to the front and the county said, no, that's it. You've bought it. That's the yeah. rules. We don't, we don't take, we don't, you've got to pay it. So yeah, but that, that, is, that is clearly, uh, the thing also is that people, um, sometimes they come here from Canada or from other the yeah. UK and assume that the legal system is the same. That's but right. isn't it in the United States almost every state has different foreclosure laws? And That's right. Every state has different rules, different laws, and you have to be wary of them when you, when you buy from auction. Um, I've bought, uh, uh, one of the other things that you need to know in, in, in the auctions is that when you buy a tax foreclosure, everything's wiped out in the tax sale apart from other government liens, which could be like if it's a water bill or you know something like that, or the IRS also, they have, yeah. they have liens that don't get wiped out. You have to wait 120 days to get them cleared. So there's all these different rules you need to learn. You need to know, and, yeah. and particularly for a Canadian, you realize that our laws are always in favor of the, the debtor, right? That's correct, you yeah. owe a million dollars on a property and the judge will give you time after time. I've seen in the States, or you've told me that literally for a few hundred dollars, they'll sell the property. I mean, yeah. we're aghast of that. that yeah, there, it's, all, it's all about getting their yeah. tax revenue in. And it's it's yeah. completely different. To, to, to the, the Canada's quite similar to the UK regarding repossessions. Like it's, 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 the owner's got more kind of rights to, it's in the favor of the owner. Right. When the US, it, it, from what I've seen, it's more into they want their tax revenue. I mean, I've bought an apartment building in Indianapolis. Yeah. And um, the opening bid was $32,000. And they went uh, on an apartment. On an apartment building. How many suites? It was eight two-bedroom units, <laughs> and uh, the assessment was like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And the auction was getting close to twelve o'clock, and you can tell the city workers are sitting there huffing and puffing. Want to go for lunch? Want to go for lunch? <laughs> We've got to get through this list. And it got to the point where he said a uh, lot, wherever it was, seven hundred. And he said, opening bid thirty-two thousand. Only thirty-two thousand went that, and they went sold. Donk, and I went. What? <laughs> to the yeah. guy next to me. Yeah. We just go thirty-two thousand, but they were going through them so fast. They just. Yeah. They just want their tax revenue, yeah? Well, and it also depends on the timing. I think the United States has sort of recovered from the terrible collapse yes. in, the, in the late uh, 2000 and sort of a 10 period. Uh, but I know that there were so many foreclosures that the person just didn't have any choice but to just yeah. take whatever was offered. But now you have to have more understanding and more knowledge. And I think that's why everybody, really everybody should be buying this book because you have explained it in great details yes. and in perfect language that everybody can understand. By the way, you know, we are now, we are, certainly we are a bestseller in Canada as a business book, but we are also a bestseller on Amazon, and you can get the book there. What we've also done with this book, it isn't just a hardcover, the, the, um, not a hardcover, but a, like sort of a paperback. We put it in an audio book format. And the yeah. neat thing there is, you know, it's the future, right? Because yeah. every chapter, in particular your chapter, is so interesting to... Uh, 
to, um, to listen to, because yeah. you can put it in your car, you can put it on a USB stick, you can download it. So if people go to either Amazon or to Audible, if you go to Audible right now, and this is going to be there certainly for this year, 2017, is that you can become a member on the Audible, okay. just on trial, download yeah. it for free. Yeah. You know, so, and then, of course, if you're honorable, you stay a member, and if you're not, slightly larcenous mind, you have a free book. Yeah. But uh, anyways, get that and take a look at it. And when you listen to myself, I have a strong accent. In fact, I was introduced uh, recently as being the only Canadian that doesn't speak either one of the official languages. <laughs> and I think you and I have a similar Simply, kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, the audiobook, you'll be happy to know, has not been read by either him or me. So you really have a perfect way to listen to that. But we want to learn, right? And we want to grow. And it's, it's, it's a little scary. It's a tax liens, isn't it? The sort of little dark men in the corner. It is actually a very normal business if you know That's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, and there's, and there's lots of money to be made in that, in that business if you stick to that area and you learn the, learn the state and learn the county walls, correct? Yeah. What yeah. about losing money? How did you, can you lose money in it as well? Yeah, if you don't buy correctly, you can lose money. If you, I mean, one of the things to watch out for is when you buy a piece of land is make sure the property you're buying is on that piece of land and it's not half <laughs> on that piece of land and half on the... Right. No, I, I made a mistake there recently, but luckily I, I managed to solve that problem. I bought this house and I sold it, but when I, was to, when I went to sell it, he said, oh, the garden isn't on the same land, it's on someone else's land. Yeah. I was like, oh no. But I actually managed to track down the owner and I bought that piece of land for 500 bucks cash. But that was, that was lucky. But I've heard of situations where people bought houses and half the house is on someone else's land and yeah. that could cost expensive and legal costs and stuff, yeah. So do you zero in on a specific states? Are there states that have more foreclosures than others or specific cities that you like or you go anywhere where the business is? Well, I, I don't go to places like Miami or LA because the comp or Seattle because the competition's too fierce. So mm -hmm. I tend to stick to suburbs. So where people can commute to work, so mm -hmm. maybe 40 minutes to an hour out of the city where people don't mind driving to, to work. So, you know, I like Indianapolis um, and I like uh, Arkansas and I like um, Olympia, Washington State. Don't tell them everything because we want them to read the... Okay, the well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't give away But the, the thing is, do you have a specific property type you like? I mean, you were talking about apartment buildings and houses, or does it matter? I've, I, I've tried, I've tried most, most strategies now. I've bought warehouses, single family homes, apartment buildings. I'd say my main strategy now is apartment buildings. I'm, I'm, I'm looking personally to build a, a portfolio to um, get passive income or regular rental income rather than um, doing flips. But um, the, the market has enough property there so you can do any strategy. You can buy, I know people that buy land, fully improved lots of land, and they, they build houses and, and sell the houses. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about where to go and how to go to watch out for the, the legal requirements in each state, and even each municipality has different kind of criteria. So a lot of studying to be done right. to get ready. Um, is there anything that you, um, that, that you do that, uh, that you have a crew that goes in to do refurbishing, or how do you get the local people to, to work on your property? Yeah, so my, my, oh, I've tried a few different things. I've tried Craigslist, so I wouldn't recommend that. Um, but what I tend to do now is... Sorry, did you recommend it or not? I wouldn't recommend wouldn't, Craigslist, yeah. yeah I've, had, I've had my fingers burnt a few times on Craigslist. Um, the best way to do is either use Angie's List, or one of these trades where these people put their adverts on there and you get scores for how good their work is, or ask, ask a realtor. If, you, if, you ask, if, you, if you're going to sell the property, speak to like five or six realtors, 
find the one that deals with investors. And normally they, they will have handymen and repairmen that, that do regular work for them who come recommended. I'd always go down the recommendation route then trying to just find someone on Craigslist. It's important to have somebody there. It's even a legal requirement. Many Canadians think they can go down there and start working and refurbishing oh, yeah. property. It's not legal, right? Not legal, no, We're no. still aliens as far as the US is concerned. We're taking a job away from somebody else. So you have to have local people collect the rent check, you know, be That's a property right. manager or do the refurbishing. Yeah, I, 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 I have trouble sometimes with the, with the visa going across, especially with having a British passport still. But as <laughs> long, yeah. long as you can prove that you're going to an auction and you're yeah. having meetings and stuff like that, it, it's fine, but they don't want to have you working on site, picking up tools and stuff like that. You need to show that you're, you're employing contractors and, and giving US jobs, basically. I know that, uh, I mean, you do a lot of traveling, right? Yes, yeah. So, so you, you must have some real passion for what it is that you do. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 in, in one of your other books, also you say, are oh, you a flipper, are you a shark, are you an investor? Yeah. I would class myself as a shark, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I, I, I like the buzz of driving around the properties and, and I'm, I'm quite good at vision, 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 being a visionary and seeing what we could do with a building. Yeah. I bought a, uh, office, a run-down office block in a, in a, in a small town outside of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I picked the, the office block up for nothing, $4,000. Yeah. Um, and it was just sitting there, no one bid on it. Yeah. Uh, from my from my experience of doing business centres and on office buildings, I went and spoke to the county, and they ended up giving me grants. I said, I'm going to build this fantastic entrepreneur centre for small businesses to start up, and you know get the get the town going with that sort of thing. And they paid for the windows, the roof. There was there's grants available, yeah. and now that that play, that uh, business centre is is full up and uh, is doing fantastic. So you know I, I I think for my my skill set, I'm quite good at seeing opportunities like that where other people don't see, and turn them into something great. I think that is important uh, to understand that. I hope everybody listened because there's, there's another four-letter word in here. It's called work. Right? Yeah, there's you, a lot of work. You've yeah. got to go and do this stuff. It doesn't sort of, the money is in the sky for you to take down, but you've got to climb up, yeah. you know, learn, understand, uh, educate yourself, make offers, you know, and, and be prepared to lose out a couple That's of times quite, yeah. later, you know. So, yeah. so how about your family life? Do you have any if you're on the road a lot? I have got a family now, yeah. I've got a new 10-month-old new, uh, baby, so... The traveling's calmed down a bit now to where it was before, but um, hopefully when he's a bit older, he'll be coming with me. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with your viewers? Uh, I would just say, uh, with the tax deed and lead business, it's just mainly research. Um, you need to drive the properties. I wouldn't use Google Street View, um, and you need to you need to drive the, the properties and see the neighbourhoods as well. And you need to speak to the county and find out any other liens on the property. There's there's a lot of research involved in it. Um, it's not a get rich quick scheme, but there is money to be made if you do your research, as, as I've, I've shown and, and proven, really. Yeah, and that's what you always uh, amaze our members when you come back and say, I just bought this apartment building, like for 10,000 a street, or yeah. peanuts, or yeah. farm, or whatever, yeah. and that makes it exciting. So for everybody out there that wants to do this, you know, I hope you listen, Brad talks about work is yeah. involved. Yeah. But certainly for myself, you know, you can change your life through investing in real estate for several reasons. You mentioned earlier, the idea of being a flipper or a shark or an investor. I've had the privilege of writing a chapter in Donald Trump's book, uh, who's now the president, you know, <laughs> meet me and the press. Uh, the, but the book was called Real Estate, the Best Advice I Ever Received, and he picked my chapter on exactly that point, that you understand yourself. What is your objective? Real estate allows you leverage. You can grow on it. You can keep it. It's, it allows you to really create a future, but if you don't understand who you are, then you're always confused. You know, am I investing? Do I look for cash flow? Do I want to make a quick flip? Do I understand that? Or do I want to be a shark? And if you're a shark, 
go study, sit in court, find mm -hmm. out how things work. And you, like nobody, has really explained on how to do it better in the United States. So I want to thank you for doing this for us. And uh, I hope we're looking as good uh, on video. Uh, but maybe we can blame them. Now we yeah, can blame sure. the, the photographers, <laughs> right? So thanks for watching. It's been fun. Thanks for having me, Ozzy. Thank you.